This Christian church was attacked by a mob in the city of Jaranwala in Pakistan, a country that is 96% Muslim. The attackers tore down its cross and looted it. It was one of around 20 churches attacked in the city that day. Hundreds of homes belonging to Christians were also targeted. The motivation was that two Christians had supposedly desecrated a copy of the Quran provoking allegations of blasphemy. Images had been circulating online, showing a page supposedly torn from a Quran and scrawled with insults, along with the photos of the supposed culprits. Anika Maria Antony is a lawyer who defends the rights of Christians and other minorities in Pakistan. She has been assisting the victims of the violence. Nothing uh, was left. People uh, cannot live in their houses now because they are burned, they are black, they are burned down to ashes. Nothing, not even a single cloth, not even a single utensil, not even a single bed or something or any bed linen was left there to use for them. They started announcing in their mosques that when Christians have committed the blasphemy, they have desecrated the Holy Quran. And as a result of that, a mob gathered and uh, they vandalized the whole community. A Christian community was scared and they called the police. And the police came after the, they started uh, burning the houses. And even then, they couldn't do anything. They couldn't stop the mob. It would be marked as a black day in the history of Pakistan for Christians. This created a lot of chaos uh, and insecurity in the Christian community. An estimated 10,000 Christians fled their homes because of the violence, according to the NGO Human Rights Focus Pakistan. More than 160 people have been arrested for their role in the violence, including two Christians accused of blaspheming the Quran. In the Islamic Republic of Pakistan, blasphemy is theoretically punishable by death. And while no one has been executed for blasphemy in modern times, accusations of blasphemy often lead to mob violence against religious minorities. When somebody accused for blasphemy, the whole community victimized in minority cases. The same thing have been happening from longer. The authorities come and they uh, show their crocodile tears. They ask the people for some relief and that's finished. And again, they wait for the next incident. Christians and social activists have held demonstrations around the country, urging the authorities to take action against extrajudicial violence in blasphemy cases. People lining up at a bakery in the disputed territory of Nagorno-Karabakh, where bread is almost the only food they can buy. The mountainous region is located inside Azerbaijan, but most of its residents are Armenians, and they have been running the enclave ever since the two countries went to war over it in the 1990s. The only route to Armenia proper is the so-called Lachin Corridor. But the Armenians say Azerbaijan has been blocking it since December, with a total blockade since July. A convoy that tried to enter the enclave in July with 400 tons of humanitarian aid was blocked at the border for more than four weeks. Mary Asachan lives in Nagorno-Karabakh and is an assistant to the territory's human rights defender. On her Instagram account, she has been documenting the daily challenges of living under the blockade. At the moment, you cannot basically buy anything at the stores anymore. So the shops are completely empty. What we have left is a limited amount of bread, which is baked uh, and, and, and sold at the bakery. So the bread lines uh, can be reaching to five or six hours. and. Uh, most of the time, people queue at night because um, during the day, it's so hot that people won't uh, stand. 
for example, cute for a couple of days, and then I understood that I'm getting exhausted physically, and I just cannot stand this anymore. So some days I just spent without bread even. Half of Stepanakert is uh, deprived of water supplies, including my neighborhood. So we have been collecting water from other uh, neighborhoods or uh, whatever we found in the spring. And we have also um, the electricity and gas supply disrupted by Azerbaijan for a couple of months now. International human rights groups have warned the blockade could put vulnerable residents at risk. And the territory's human rights office says the blockade has already led to the deaths of two young children who were left alone by their mother when she walked to a nearby town to find food. They decided to walk um, to, to find her. So they found the car, they entered the car, and they uh, slept by accident. But it was so hot that they basically, unfortunately, died because of the heat and, and exhaustion. Uh, the numbers of miscarriages among pregnant women are raising. So they have risen by three or four times already. I think the, the most challenging consequences are in the healthcare system. In the long term, of course, uh, there will be more death. The United Nations Security Council discussed the situation on August 16th. While France and the United States called on Azerbaijan to reopen the Lachin Corridor, the Azeri ambassador denied there was a blockade. That's it for this week. As always, you can find more reports from our observers on our website, observers.france24.com. I'll see you next time.